Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome, dear friends. This is Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes, and we're going to have fun today. Our guest last week was grief therapist Rochelle Wright, and she's pioneered what she calls repair and reattachment therapy as a method for helping people get past even intractable grief. Using her method in an all-day session, people who are grieving can often actually visit with, talk with, and again, even hug their deceased loved ones, and thereby they can largely process their grief in only a day's time. Amazingly, Rochelle tells me that what she does for people has worked about 98% of the time. Wow. As we said last week, grief is a positive process of healing after a major loss. Experts have found that natural grief will mostly resolve in about a year. So a year to a year and a half after a a death of someone close to you, you should be finding that your worst day is kind of as bad as your best day was in the month or so after the death. And it continues to get better from there. My dear friends, healing from grief is not disloyal. It's important for your own spiritual growth that you let yourself heal. The news really is all good because for certain you are going to be hugging and spending eternal time with your loved ones once you get there so there's no reason there's no reason to make yourself sad now if you can possibly get past it but not all grief will mostly resolve in that first year or year and a half and generally raw grief that lingers is complicated by unresolved guilt or anger or maybe both together it would be lovely if we could talk with our loved ones right now and just get finally resolved whatever is troubling us or holding us back this issue of how to deal with intractable grief is a very important topic we haven't dealt with it nearly enough so we're going to be dealing with it the second time today last week and this week and here for the sixth time to help us address it is a wonderful friend of ours peter wright is a certified hypnotherapist a counselor and an overall really delightful human being he's one of only i believe it's still 40 board certified past life regression therapists we'll ask him about that in the whole united states he's also certified as a life between lives hypnotherapist peter and i have talked about a variety of things here on seek reality and i urge you to go back and listen to any of those prior podcasts with peter wright that you haven't yet heard because i think they're all great and they're very helpful as we try to understand in even more detail what we might think of as the spiritual physics of our greater reality. Peter has helped close to 2,000 people through the use of hypnotherapy-aided counseling, and he's helped me as well. He calls what he does insights from within hypnotherapy. Peter, welcome. I'm thrilled to have you back. I'm delighted to be back. Thank you for the warm welcome. <laughs> Now, a lot, uh, there will be people who are listening who don't know who you are, so could you please just tell us to get started a little bit about your background um, and, and uh, how, what, what brought you to this place? Well, I've been in hypnotherapy for the last 25 years, but what really brought me was when I was a kid, my older brother had a comic book collection, and I was maybe eight, nine years old, and a Superman comic book attracted my attention. <laughs> Back then, there were (laughs) advertisements in the rear of comic books, and there was an ad for a book called How to Hypnotize Your Friends. And I thought, wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I went up to my my father, who was a mortgage banker, 
and I showed him the ad, and I said, Dad, I really want to buy this book, but I don't have any money. Can you help me? <laughs> and so my father looked at the ad and looked at his loving son and said, that's the stupidest idea. <laughs> yes, yes, spoken like a parent, yes. Exactly. So he killed <laughs> the idea for 15 years. Oh, wow. But time goes on, and I got my master's degree in international relations, which means I can relate internationally. <laughs> yeah, which is, which is better than many. I can't even relate locally all that well, so good for you, sir. <laughs> and I came back to Washington, D.C., where I was living, and began taking classes in hypnosis. And I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> and you can do it internationally, too, apparently, which is even better. So I have clients um, around the world, as it turns out. So, yes, in fact, I'm still practicing international <laughs> That's relations. That's great. Now, I know there are a lot of things you do with hypnotherapy because I've, I've worked with you twice, and both times it worked beautifully for me. I was amazed. I was one of those people who was sure I could never be hypnotized, and you had me out like a light immediately. So good for you for that. But – what, what first got you interested in helping people in grief? I was struck by the fact that using a very metaphysical approach, which is at the heart of my practice, where we first take you into a relaxed state of trance, and then from there connect you with your higher self and your heart, two key parts of you that are part of your right brain. And I find that um, if you consider the left brain which is talk therapy from my perspective, focuses on working with the conscious mind, the memory, and the ego, all within a three-dimensional model of this is all there is. There's nothing more than what we can experience right now in the third dimension. But I find equally important is the right brain, which to me connects with the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions because we're working with your higher self and your heart. And in so doing, um, we invite the, that right brain, which governs your intuition, your emotions, your imagination, and your creativity, to come into the forefront and be partnering with us through your higher self and heart, because in addition to that, we have access to all your guides, whether you believe in them or not. Or not to the Ascended Masters, and to whatever you call the divine. So it's a broader, if you will, group of, of resources that we can turn to beyond the third dimension and all the wisdom that they have about you in this life and past lives. Wow. So by partnering with them, we then can easily talk with anybody Invite anyone to join us through your imagination because your soul speaks through your imagination. Yeah, that was one of the especially things that surprised me. Yes, uh -huh. but, it's, but it's true. In, in, in the trans state, because um, in the trans state, uh, it, it, we, we, we simply have access through first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. So wow. I invite you to get out of the way and trust and share with me. Be, be my tour guide. Be my court reporter. What, what's fascinating to me is that I didn't believe any of this when you and I first talked about it. Then I went through it, and I re realized it was all real, and it was astonishing. I mean, I, I got in contact with my primary guide. He was very glad to tell me things. The first thing he said was he did not want me to be regressed to past lives with him under any circumstances. He 
put a kibosh <laughs> on that one. And and uh, and it just it was a wonderful experience. I I got to have a sense of who the people were that had been in lives with him, and that had been me, and they were all male, which was kind of funny to me, but. It was a great experience, Peter. I loved the whole experience, both times that you and I worked together. But I've never had a problem with grief. And yet I hear from people, as you can imagine, all the time who are in terrible grief for pets, for children, for spouses. Their lives are over because of their grief, and I feel so bad for them. Is it true that, that what I've been told, that um, grief does tend to resolve naturally if it's uncomplicated, but if it's, if it's complicated, it can last a lifetime? Well, I, I think that grief, they're all, as you have mentioned, all degrees of it. But what we're talking with, I think, is often unfinished business. Yes. Where the yeah. person who passed on was taken from us, perhaps suddenly, or with a lot of drama involved, and therefore... Between the two of you, you and your loved one, there is so much that has not yet been expressed. Yeah. That needs to be expressed between the two of you to help you both come to closure with that unfinished business. So is hypnosis the best way to go about this, about doing sort of the therapy that you need to resolve complicated grief? And why would that be the case? From, from my experience, I've been doing this, as I say, for 25 years. I find that it is, it is one of the best ways to do this because you're not using your, your ego mind. Rather, you're using your um, uh, very relaxed state of, of hypnosis where you can quite simply connect with the other side using your imagination. And uh, as an example, I was at a workshop several years ago and there was another hypnotherapist present. And we engaged in idle chatter before the workshop began. We were both participants. During one of the breaks, he shared with me on his cell phone part of a video of one of his client sessions. And in the client session, the client was, of course, in hypnosis. And they had invited the client's Uncle Harold to join them in the imagination of the client. Huh. Uncle Harold passed on years before. But in the video, you could see a little photograph of Uncle Harold dancing right next to the client's face. Are you serious? Yes. That's, a f- no- That's freaky. Yeah. <laughs> there was That's- no picture of, of Uncle Harold actually in the session room, but Uncle Harold was present. Thank you very much. I guess so. And making that point rather strongly. Wow. Exactly. So therefore, anyone's available to us in the trans state, whether they're currently alive in physical body, or they've passed on, or they're from a past life, or they're uh, guides, being of uh, beings of light, if you will, ascended masters from the non-physical realm. Now, ascended masters have a lot on their minds they're very considerable minds do they mind when we call them in and say hey help me not at all there are there help us all around us um, in the non-physical realm as i share with my clients my image of this is that all the guides all the angels all the ascended masters have little cubicles with a red phone <laughs> oh my <laughs> and they're they're waiting for your call Oh, that is so funny. And they're, 
bored. <laughs> I don't think they're that bored. But my goodness, that's a that's a wonderful image, though, isn't it? No matter who you are, they're waiting for your call. What a beautiful image that is. So call them because they can work simultaneously with you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people, yes. or just you. Yeah. Wow. So. All right. So, how does this work then? Someone has a has a, a, a un, they've lost a child, a pet, a husband or wife, and they say to you, "I just I just can't get past this. It happened a year ago, two years ago." How how does it progress in a typical session with someone like that? Okay. So first off, we uh, very quickly uh, talk about what you'd like to do during the session. I'll then invite you. Are there any uh, religious figures, saints? Loved ones who have passed on, shamanic animals, guides you've heard about from psychics or perhaps work with, or anybody else, that when things go wrong in your life, you turn to them for support. Some people have them, some don't. I just learn to ask. Of course. So the client may say, well, I um, was raised a Catholic, so perhaps Mary, Mother Mary, um, I had a psychic reading once and was told I had an Indian guide. I have no idea if that's real or not. Um, I'm attracted to hawks, the, and um, my great my great grandmother and I were close. Well, huh. I write this all down, and we then invite them to join us right up front, along with all your other masters and teachers and guides. Hmm. And have you sense, feel, imagine, pretend, and allow them to be there <laughs> because they will be. Yes. And so then we I take you into relaxative trance take you up into the light to meet with your higher self and your heart. Key, two key parts of you that will serve as our inner wisdom team during the session. And we'll be touching base with them, getting their thoughts, asking what wants to happen next, encouraging their active participation through you and through me, through first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice, encouraging you to get out of the way, and then yeah. inviting the loved one to join us from the other side in your imagination. So you are just imagining that your mother is with us right now. And then share with me, as the adult, if you are uh, talking to your mother, um, speak your heart to her and hear her responses and share them with me. And so, and so they, they, they then hear their mother talking? They may hear it. They may see it. They may just know what she's saying. Again, you're using your imagination. And so, okay. Very effective. If I'm angry with my mother and I, want, I think she's, it's all her fault, I would be happy to imagine her being really, really sorry. But I, okay. but I don't. But in fact, objectively, I should be the one who's sorry. Does that ever happen? That people sort of let their egos take over the the session? Well, I find that if you're speaking from your heart about how angry you are at them, and then I ask you, how does she respond? And you share with me what mom has just said to you. There comes a point of information being shared. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, let's say um, 
dad was an alcoholic, and it was really difficult for you growing up in that family. Yes. Um, you were, um, and so mom and dad divorced when you were, let's say, 15. You've not heard from dad for years. You don't want to hear from dad. In fact, dad's passed on. But you're still angry at the age of 45 at the way dad treated you and the other members of the family. Yeah. So we asked dad to join us in your imagination and perhaps ask little Roberta, your inner child in your imagination, who grew up in that household, yes. to be present in your lap. In my lap? Oh, isn't that fun? Okay. Feeling safe, feeling protected by big yes. Roberta, who's there, <laughs> and I give the client a uh, teddy bear. So they're holding their inner child, if you will, in their imagination. Wow. So then we invite Dad to join us and invite you as the adult, big Roberta, to speak her truth to Dad. Letting him know how difficult it was growing up in that household. What I find is that often Dad will apologize to you. He gets it. He realizes yeah. he did wrong. Yes. But let's say he doesn't. Let's say as you're talking to Dad, you tell me, Dad just turned his back on me, crossed his arms, and said it was Mom's fault, not his. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, we invite Dad's higher self to join us at that point. So we have Dad, his higher self, you, your higher self, and little Roberta in your lap. What I find is that dad's higher self will often say to you, dad's not ready to take responsibility for his actions. Oh. He's going to have to in the future, in the next lifetime. Right. Because it's part of his soul's growth. But in the meantime, can you, through your compassion, because dad was doing the best he could do in that life at that time. Otherwise, he'd have done something different at the time. Right, right. That was the best he could do. So through your compassion, can you forgive the person, not the actions? Because by forgiving the person, it's all about forgiveness. Right. It allows you to let go. That's true. That wow. Yes. You don't need to be dragging behind you. Um, a good friend of mine talks about cowboy logic. <laughs> What is cowboy logic? Right, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> when your horse dies, get off it. Oh, wow. Behind you. Okay. Okay, that's a wonderful thing. I'll have to remember that. That's a wonderful expression. Good. <laughs> so we're dragging behind us all the coulda, woulda, shouldas, the oh, I screwed up back then. I feel so sorry about what I said or did or whatever, you're, because we're supposed to drag them behind us. Or I'm still angry about these things. That's another way you can drag them behind you. Exactly. Let them go. Right. You were doing the best you could do back then. At the time. That's true. And while you're at it, try and forgive that fool over there who made your life so difficult. Right. She was doing the best she could do at the time. And by trying to throw a little bit of forgiveness her way and maybe a little bit of love, it allows you to let go of all that stuff, or at least layers of it, 
Yes. And live in the present. The power's in the present. Looking forward to the future, when you may have a similar challenge, but can remembering what you did in the past, make a different choice that can create a more positive outcome. Wow. And you find that people really, I mean, I know I responded to this beautifully. I, I was probably an apex patient of some kind. But but you find a lot of people will, will actually get that deep that they're able to interact with their horrible father's higher self and understand he's not ready yet and, and still develop the power to forgive him. Does that happen in your office? Yes, it has. Yes, it does. And by phone, because I offer phone sessions as well. Wow. Because we're working through your heart as well. As I say, higher self and heart. And if your heart could speak to your father, what would he say? Right. And it just it opens it. And often, when you're talking to dad about those, how awful it was growing up in that household, and asking him, why did you treat me the way I did? Dad may say, my father treated me the same way. Yes. Yes. Oh. I didn't know any better. Yes. So he was learning too. Wow. Yes. So it's all about compassion. It's all about forgiveness. What what we always must remember, everyone, is that forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. The people you forgive may or may not be helped, but you are always helped when you forgive from your heart and completely and let it go. And and that's a beautiful if, if that helps if this this kind of therapy helps people to resolve these old bitternesses and angers, then it's probably something we all should go through. I I mean, I had an alcoholic father, they never divorced, but um, you know, maybe I should come talk to you about that. You know, actually I forgave him a long time ago, but st- but still it makes you realize that that within each of us there are layers and layers of the person we were once and that person had experiences that maybe are not altogether resolved and the deeper we go the more we realize that in order to really heal we may need to go back as you say and be the child on our own lap and heal at that level in order to be truly healed what a beautiful thing Exactly, and it's through speaking from the heart that helps open the door for all of this to happen. So do you have any sort of ideas about or, or, or stories about maybe just a few about the kinds of things that have happened in your helping people heal grief? Uh, intractable grief, they come to you, they say, I just can't get it past my grief. People love stories, so let's hear some stories about that. I have a couple to share. Um, So I had a client, a 60-year-old female, whose 21-year-old daughter committed suicide. Oh, wow. So we invited the daughter to join us from the spirit realm. And let's say the daughter's name is Janet. It wasn't really, but for the purpose of, of this story. So my client, from her heart, asked her daughter... Why did you have to go? And here's what the daughter replied. It was prearranged in our soul contracts. Oh, my. We all agreed in order for us to learn compassion. Wow. To experience this for the betterment of all. We made this pact before we came here. 
the experience of unexpected death shows us how we love each other and how to love each other and be closer, appreciating each other and not taking anything for granted. Every moment is a gift, she said to her mom. Wow. Yeah, that's beautiful. But then her mom replied, I don't like this contract. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to renege on it right now. Bring you back. I want to take it back. Right, right. So, and these are from my notes from from the session. So the daughter replied, Mom, you're going to be okay. Um, I love it. Yeah. And <laughs> you'll find that this contract will propel you forward on your soul's path. That's that's the point, exactly. You were stuck, and this needed to happen to push you to realign so you could move forward alone. Wow. Yes. Don't be scared. Did you that help? Did, did mom get it then? Yep. In fact, oh, oh. You, you, as, as she said next, you already agreed to do this. <laughs> and then the daughter went on. Mom, up ahead, you'll meet people on your path who will help you fulfill what you came here to do. Yes. And you're supposed to help others and show them how to get through a tragedy of losing a daughter to suicide right? and still love and live with compassion. And she finished up by saying, I'm always with you, Mom. I'll help you. We talk every night when you're asleep. Yes. I'll never leave you. We have a deep spiritual bond. Wow. That is really amazing. Yes, the contract. You know, Peter, it surprises me about this, because now here's another example of it. The first time I ever knew that, that, that murder or suicide could be part of a contract was Maria Pei, who uh, people can look her up. Her last name is Pei, P-E. Um, first name is Maria. She's And we've interviewed her a couple of times on Seek Reality. But her, her ex-husband murdered her two young sons when they were like teenagers. And she found out later when she got, was in contact with them that they had agreed about the, to this ahead of time. She, of course, she said the same thing. I never would have agreed. But she's come <laughs> years later. She has come to accept and, and to understand how that was important for her life. She's in contact with her son. She knows they're fine. Actually, last time I spoke with her, she said they're actually doing so many things. They hardly have time to talk to her anymore. That's the way it is. People are busier there and having more fun than they ever had here. But now this is another example. Maybe it's not so uncommon as I thought it was when I first met Maria for people to plan uh, murder or suicide into their lives as an element for the survivors to be able to better grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. Apparently yeah. it's true. Yeah. It happens. It Isn't happens. that amazing? Yeah. Yep. So she was, she was better then. She, when, when she was at peace then after that. Exactly. A huge relief. And she knew that because of her daughter's passing and having gone through the grief, she could help other yes. parents, mothers deal with it as well. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that's one of the things we most want if we lose someone we really love. We want there to be meaning in our life, in that in that loved one's life. So to be able to find out what that meaning is and process it and know that these people have not gone anywhere. That That's a beautiful thing that she pointed out to her mother. Hey, we get together every night. You just forget it. There's an amnesia about it, but we're together every night. That's true. Right. That's beautiful. So reassuring. Yes. So, so all right. So, another story. Let's say this is fun. Okay. Another story. Um, so, a, 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 a mother came to me because her son, who was addicted to drugs, killed himself at the age of 27. Oh, my. And she, the grief was taking an enormous toll on the, on the, on the family members. So, here again, we invited the son, let's call him Mike, to join us. Um, and he told his mom that continuing to live in a physical body was just too painful for him. He didn't know what else to do. Oh, wow. He was, he was so sorry that the family had gone through so much grieving because of the suicide. But he encouraged mom to let go of the grief and that he was doing fine in the spirit world. Then he said something I thought was quite interesting. He added that his grandmother, which was his father's mother, was with him in the spirit realm and looking out for him. Oh, isn't that lovely? Yeah, but what was that especially important was that um, Mike was born a long time after the grandmother had died. He never knew his grandmother. Oh, isn't that lovely? And so for the mom to hear that my, her, her husband's mother was looking after <laughs> the son was so reassuring. Of course, of course. And then we learned from Mike that he would be reincarnating as one of um, mom's grandchildren in the future. Oh, well, that, that's another new one on me. I mean, it's not uncommon for, for, for people who die very young to reincarnate in the same family, but to have it announced ahead of time is a little unusual. That's fine. Right. It's a lot, this is all fun. It really is. Everyone is so... Is, we, we tend to think that life is a tragedy. It's really a comedy, and there is no tragedy in it, because even if we're separated by death, it's such a little time, and eternity is such a long time. And if it helps us grow spiritually, isn't that a wonderful thing? Oh, well, that's why we're here. <laughs> that's why we're here. That's <laughs> the meaning and purpose... It's the biggest reason we're here, it appears. It's hard to know what the universe exists for, except as a kind of spiritual gym where we can learn and grow spiritually, which is a wonderful thing. So, all right, so people have come to you, and then they have, in one session, typically, come to feel a great deal better, or what's the process for them as as they go through it? It's it's a one, two-hour session. Um, right up front, we, as I mentioned, set the intention, take you into relaxation of hypnosis, connect with higher self and heart, and then deal with the issues with their help. And then uh, now that we have a working relationship with higher self and heart, I invite you to come up with a sacred spot, a special place in your imagination where you can reconnect with your inner wisdom team, maybe daily, whenever you choose, in a special place perhaps at the beach or the top of the mountain 
or in your backyard, but it's in your imagination. So my goal is that you might then daily reconnect with higher self and heart. Yes. That special grove of trees next to the creek. Yes. Sitting on a rock. (laughs) Feeling the presence of those resources. Plus, maybe Archangel Michael, who may have worked with us, your grandmother, anyone else who you'd like to have there as part of your special group. And through this process, commune with them for five minutes, feeling the love and support, and then ask a question from them about your day. What should I do about this? Or whatever your question might be. And get an answer from them, from your own inner wisdom team. Yes. Remember, everyone, there's one mind. Our minds are all part of the same mind, and that includes the minds of all the people we think are dead. They're not, of course, dead at all. So um, as we said last week when we talked with Rochelle Wright, um, what seems to be happening in, in, the, in our imagination or in the outer reality is actually all happening in our minds. Things are really nothing like what we, what we think they are. So this all makes perfect sense when we understand how reality actually works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then um, I bring the session to a close, and I send you uh, via MP3 a recording of the session you can download for free, and I invite you to listen to it, because why you think you remember everything, you don't. You don't. Listening to it will take off additional layers of stuff that we were working on. And then I include a higher self shortcut, which is a guided visualization, my voice, taking you into trance, up into the light. And when you're up in the light, I invite you to be in that sacred spot and encourage your higher self and heart and Archangel Michael or whomever to join you there and continue the conversation their love, their support for you, and ask another question or two. So you get even more answers from within you. And then we get together a week later for an hour to talk about the session. Right up front, I'll say these are the goals we set, what shifted, what hasn't, what have you been thinking about. Any synchronicities? Have you listened to the recording? Any questions? But then... I go through my notes to help you process and integrate all that occurred, pointing out the wisdom that was shared, the shifts that were taking place, um, connecting the dots. And then at the end of that, we decide whether we need to get together. I ask, have you been connecting with higher self and art? How's it going? We could practice that. And then we decide whether we need to get together again. If so, higher self and heart are eager to report for duty again, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> And you know how easy it is to go into trance, and we pick up where we left off, but it's short-term therapy. The prospect of getting together once every three weeks with a client for the rest of our lives? No. Not for me. No. That's what struck me. Actually, um, I I listened, especially the second time I remember most, I listened to the MP3, and what I discovered was that over weeks of time, deeper things were happening. They were working at night without my even realizing it to to use what 
the, those initial revelations to go even deeper. So it really, it really was a very healing experience, more than I ever. I didn't even think I needed healing. I, you would, would, I just had what I wanted was to be regressed to some lifetimes I'd had with Thomas, and since he put a kibosh on that right away, I, I wasn't sure what the heck we were going to do. But as it turned out, it was very, very healthy and healing for me to kind of. Stop obsessing about some things I had been obsessing or worrying about, and and really heal. It's it's amazing how well it works. Yes, exactly, exactly. Just get out of the way and trust in the session and the unfoldment of first thought, first feeling, first image, first voice. Because we're both being led. Yes, yeah, that that was really pretty obvious that there was a, they had an agenda to, that they I went that went to your office specifically for a purpose and they had a whole different agenda but they wanted me to be there and they used it in my life very well. This everyone, I think this was probably four or five years ago now, um, Peter, but it was very very helpful and I'm, I may well do it again if I can come up with any reason to do it. But so far I feel so good at probably you know maybe I don't need it, but for people who do this works very well and and pets too right they're they, what about pets do you ever kind of connect with pets with i'm sorry with say it again with pet with pets with animals because a oh, lot of people um, a lot of people um, email me about animals i've not done specific work with animals but rather animals are uh, join us as part of the loved ones from the other side right Right. Um, so they're they're present, but we haven't done any work so far. Uh, I'd be happy to, <laughs> but it hasn't happened yet. That that's one of the things I think I, I wrote a, a blog post oh, years ago about animals in the afterlife, and so there that has now got three hundred some odd comments, and I hear from people every week now still who have lost a pet. And the, th- the important thing for people to understand, if you have lost a loved one that's that's furry and four-legged, that uh, they never blame you, that you put them to sleep. They do love you. And um, they, they'll they come to you as part of your, in my case, guidance team. My horse is part of my guidance team of all amazing things. Um, they're, they're all part, they're our loved ones, every bit as much, and they will be waiting for us when we get there. So what do you love most about what you do, Peter? I love the opportunity to be of service to others, to help people who are dealing with um, anxiety, grief, depression, relationship issues, um, anger, fear, go back to the cause or source, whether it's this life or a past life, and then quickly, with the help of all the guidance available to us both, to let it go, to release it, either if the session's in person, in my office in Santa Santa Barbara or over the phone, because I find that phone sessions are equally effective in helping to help you regain your power, let go of the past, come to closure, speak your truth, come to that, closure with unfinished business. You can you can hypnotize people on the phone. Absolutely, it's all oh hypnosis. hypnosis. <laughs> You're in charge. Oh Just my think. word. That is interesting. I, I, I never realized how easy the, hip, the whole hypnosis thing was. And I, a lot of people think they can't be hypnotized. What happens when you have someone like me? I was sure I couldn't be hypnotized. Well, if you've ever cried while watching a sad film, you've been in trance. Oh. Because <laughs> all hypnosis is is focused concentration. 
Uh-oh. We are fully aware of everything that's going on around you. You hear the traffic outside. But hopefully you're sharing with me what's going on inside of you. Yeah. Because, again, you know, our answers are within us. So. Yeah. So, so you really haven't had that problem with people. You're, you're obviously very good at what you do. It's, it, if you are open to hypnosis, it happens very easily. Well, well, you're reading a good book, watching television. You're in trance. That's true. You go in oh, that's and out of true. It every day, and it feels very relaxing and it's easy to get there. And so, so this is a controlled kind of version of that 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 allows you to focus on these things that otherwise you probably wouldn't be able to focus on. I get it. That's great. And it's led by your own inner wisdom. So you're always in control. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's very helpful, I think, for people to know. For your highest good. Well, I can, I mean, I can, maybe I need a tune-up. I think maybe that would be fun. <laughs> I, I just enjoy, I enjoy sort of hanging around with you because you, you are a, a very... Sorry, you're a very sweet person. Many people are not, but I've never heard anything but love and kindness out of your face, no matter what was going on, Peter. It's it's pretty amazing. Many, I mean, I, I want to go home and kick a cat, but not you. You, I'm sure you would. You'd only you'd never kick a cat. It's it's really amazing that you are so kind. So thank you, thank you for being that. Um, how can people get in touch with you? I invite them to go to my website, which is insightsfromwithin.com and you'll find there a, a lot of information about me but in particular take a look at what my clients say which is testimonials from my clients because I've worked with about 1900 2000 people over the last 25 years and um, you'll see some good sort of overviews of the types of work that I've done with specific people from their perspective and it give you a good sense of what can happen in one two hour session there's a way to contact me through the website, so or just uh, um, you can uh, I, and call me for a free consultation. I spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes or so, with anyone who'd like to find out more about what I do and to share with me more about what their needs are, so we can see if there's a match. And so those are offered throughout the week, and sessions with clients are um, every day of the week as well. So. This operator is standing by. <laughs> we're, we're talking about healing grief today, but um, my experience with Peter and, for, and, and some people who are Seek Reality listeners have gone to Peter and been very happy with the result, and they've gone for him for all kinds of issues. If there's something that's troubling you, this is a way to get at it, even if you aren't sure exactly what it is, and, and to just kind of get control of your life. I think that's something many of us want to do more of now, getting on top of your life. But this is a, ter- a very troubling time. Many of us are troubled. And so to, to develop a way to get more control is a very positive thing. So is there something you especially want people to know about about anything? Because we're, we're coming to the end of our time, and I just want to give you a moment to speak if you'd like. Well, thank you. Um, the answers are often within inside of ourselves. So look within, and hypnosis can be a, an ideal way to go about doing that. And I'm happy to speak with anyone who'd like to learn more about um, how we might work together, just sharing your thoughts about what you'd like to come to closure with, resolve, 
let go of, whether it's uh, fear or anxiety or depression or health issues or relationship or grief, let's set up a consultation and we for free, no charge to you, and by phone or Zoom or Skype or in person, and let's see if there's a match. We can go from there. That's lovely. Thank you so much, Peter. Consider yourself hugged once again. Thank you. Always a pleasure being on your show. It is always a pleasure to, to talk with you. <laughs> Everyone, as you know, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm really glad you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began, you never will end. And when you really understand what that means in your life, it's going to change everything for the better. Next week, our guest is going to be your host. When those who run the various stations and venues where Seek Reality is heard check in with their listeners, one thing they are often told, this amazes me, is that many of you like it when I tackle a big topic on my own without a guest. Now, to be, to be frank, I want to bring you the very best and most detailed possible information, and I'm a generalist. My specialty is figuring out how it all fits together. There are a few topics in which I have come to conclude that I might know more than any guest I can think of sharing with you, which is why we usually have guests. One thing that I seem to know more about than just about anybody else, because I've spent more time on it, is the genuine gospel teachings of Jesus and how they relate to what the dead tell us. I, I don't know anybody else who can talk about that. Another one is turning out to be what I've spent my whole life trying to understand, and I'm only now beginning to make any kind of real sense of it. We might, we might call it simply... What the heck is actually going on? How does the greater reality operate in relation to where we are now? How does it all fit with what we know about death? And how does it all work? It's really stranger than anything we could possibly imagine. The only one I know that we can talk with about this who really has studied it and really understands it is Dr. R. Craig Hogan, who is our go-to expert on this topic. He's talked about it just recently, but... I've come to see that my take, as I put it all together freshly, is maybe a little different from his. And next week, next week is my birthday week. So as my gift to you, I'm going to tell you how I personally see what actually is going on right now, based upon 50 years of trying to understand it. This is still a work in progress. I'll spend my whole life trying to understand it, and then I can't wait to go and find out whether I was right or whether I was wrong. But I'm, I'm becoming, I think, more confident now that I'm getting closer to, to really understanding. And um, you're going to help me put it together next week because, um, frankly, I wouldn't spend the time on it if I weren't going to share it with you. So I hope you'll join us next week. This is, this is my gift to you. Our guest today, here for the sixth time, has been our wonderful friend, Peter Wright. Oh, my goodness, I just love him. Over the six years or so, we've been sharing these Seek Reality visits. Some of those who spent time with us have told me which of our guests they enjoy listening to and they would like to see invited back. And Peter is someone many people have told me they just loved hearing from, in fact, have loved working with. In fact, he tells me that quite a few people who have contacted him for help in recent years first learned about him on Seek Reality, which makes me happy. I'd like to put friends of mine together and, and help them be friends. Peter is a licensed hypnotherapist who uses hypnosis and other gentle techniques. I mean, the, the, with the man you heard today is who he is. I, I've never heard him be anything but gentle and kind, which is to me remarkable as well. 
it uses the, these techniques to help people to do many things in straightening out and empowering their own lives. And in this case, we talked about deeper, complicated grief. Nearly always, in my experience, it comes from the fact that, as Peter said, someone died too quickly, we hadn't really resolved things, or maybe we're coming only now to understand how our parents maybe did us wrong. Whatever you need to, to resolve with someone who's no longer in a body, Peter Wright would be a wonderful person to help you do that. I just love him. And we're going to have him back again because there's so much else he still has to tell us. As you know, my nonfiction books are Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and very soon, The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. For young children, there's, of course, the fun of meeting Jesus and soon the fun of growing with Jesus. You can order all these books through bookstores or on Amazon, and, of course, the adult books are available as audiobooks as well. If you want to talk about any of my books or anything at all, if you just have a question, whatever you'd like, you can always contact me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. I do answer emails. It can take four or five days sometimes if I'm getting a lot of them. But it's very important to me to answer everyone. Just be sure to give me your correct email address. <clears throat> and, of course, Seek Reality is available in a lot of places. WebTalkRadio.net, RealRevolutionRadio.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on other stations, too, uh, including, of course, the wonderful ones in the Dream Vision 7 radio family. And there's also a Seek Reality app for free that you can find in the iTunes App Store. If you ever want to know where Seek Reality is, you can either... Email me and say, hey, where else can I hear you? Or uh, just go to robertagrimes.com and click on the radio tab. Meanwhile, my wonderful, beautiful friends, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one wonderful reality, knowing that you in particular, you are a powerful, eternal being. And you, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything. 